Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of the Backstraight Boys and Girl. If you're wondering who those people are, well, it's myself, Claire. <laughs> I'm Bayo. I'm Jodie. And we are recording for the second week running at the London Olympic Park. We've gone up in the world, haven't we? I know, we really <laughs> have. usually Jodie's living room. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got proper Muller lanyards round our necks, although other brands of yogurt are available. <laughs> and accreditation, it's so nice to be here with both of you. Where shall we begin? Claire, we've never done this before. We've never all been at a, a Champs or a, an event at the same time and recorded. And You're doing right, we haven't. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> and after yesterday's first day of the anniversary games, which admittedly was a slightly lacklustre programme, we think <laughs> we are definitely here on the right day of action. We've already seen two races, the relay. Should we start with those? Yes, absolutely. We're well, talking about. Well, the men, that's, that was the A team, wasn't it? We had. Well, it's actually officially that is their preferred team for the European Championships. Yeah, because Danny's out, of course, this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we need to be one, one more person in. And that perfect person is here in the form of Zarnell Hughes. So, it couldn't have been better timing for him to come up trumps, could it? And to run 37.64, I think it was. Yeah, world that, lead. Yeah, and also one of our best times of all time. Probably mm-hmm. maybe even our second or third best time of all time with the UK team. So brilliant going into the Europeans. They didn't play that last handover safe though, did they? It was very close. Maybe it was just very safe. <laughs> it's just perfect. <laughs> I mean, I suppose for a relay to be incredibly high performing, you've got to cut it as close as you can. It's fine margins. But also it's the Europeans. We don't need to run that no. fast to win at the Europeans. Like, so... We, we, we're playing about with things now we'll, we can run evenly be a little bit safer than that mm-hmm. and still qualify Even, and a really kind of made up B team run 38-3 British <laughs> relay running. So just, just to say, it's CJ mm. to Zarnell to Adam to Nathaniel at the moment, yes. which is how we want it to stay. Yeah. Lovely quartet, really Absolutely. pleased with that. Actually, was speaking to Delano Williams, who obviously isn't involved in the relay so much, but before the World Cup last week, and he was saying that every glimpse he gets of those relay camps just drives him on as a sprinter more and more because you want to be a part of it. It's such an exciting thing to be involved in. You'd see that last week there was that whole like, analytics of the 27 yes. World Championships came up from the IWF, like it. a massive report. And we won that relay by 0.5 of a second, mm-hmm. and we, we were, we our baton change was 0.5 yes. of a hundredth, five hundredths yes, of a second, I think it was quicker than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. So it really shows how important it is the work that's been put in over the past few years in those relay camps, getting that baton round. Like people, it's no, it's not about having the fastest sprinters, although we do have some of the fastest mm-hmm. sprinters at the moment. That's almost subsidiary to having a re- having fast changeovers, competitive changeovers. Mm-hmm. And a team that gets on that's yeah. really super oh, important the chemistry it? in that yeah. women's squad I oh, would absolutely. love to be involved well we're talking about the women's squad the men seem set in stone doesn't it? the women's is slightly less so <laughs> I, would, I would say yeah. because um, of Imani yesterday not just yeah but absolutely <laughs> I mean she's kind of thrown a bit of a relay cat amongst the pigeons hasn't she and um, <laughs> a relay cat a relay cat um, <laughs> and also Dina wasn't running here today because she's doing the 200 later mm-hmm. uh, but it's just amazing we've got this much depth that we kind of we've not got a problem as who to put in the team not not um, you know not usually like we've only got two runners who usually the third and fourth beat i imagine at the moment not only is it difficult for selectors trying to pick a quartet to run on the day but they must have a headache over who to invite to the camps mm. i mean how many do you want at a relay camp six or seven tops but we've just had a b team so we haven't talked about what happened here because we've we've just taken a little break um after the relays on the sunday mm. um just to talk about this and we in the women's relay it was um Asha yes. to Imani. Mm-hmm. Not a great handover. Great. I'll be the first, you know. To but say I think that. it's probably that's only the second time they've done it because they did it last yeah. weekend. Um, to Bianca, who I love on third, yeah, just keep Bianca on third, please, mm-hmm. everybody. Um, and um, then obviously back Daryl back where she usually is on fourth. Looked a little bit lackluster, but she had a slight injury last weekend, so maybe that was because of that. They still went forty-two-five, I think forty-two-four, something like that. Yeah, we should have taken more. But 
<laughs> we had a B team in there that ran 42.85. Which is crazy. 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 Yeah. We didn't have anybody who could run that like no. three years ago. And the fact that Ashley Nelson and Lorraine Ugin were like two and four on that, the depth in the squad is formidable. I mean, it was ridiculous. Mm. And like that, that team could get uh, could win the European. Right, let's stop talking about women sprinters for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, what, Claire, what are you looking forward to um, later this afternoon? Oh, gosh. It really is a chock-full programme, and there's a lot, I think, that catches the eye. But I'm going to go with the women's high jump. Oh, yes. Oh. Because Morgan Lake, we saw that fantastic championship best at the British Champs. Then she went out and conducted herself really well against a really confident Cunningham at the World Cup last week for second place. So, she's going again. She's got a really busy competition calendar this year. She, As you've both said, she's looking like a high jumper mm. these days. She's performing like a high jumper. And I think her against Kat who's going today after a really good season's best in the long jump yesterday, 6.70, which is solid. I think that was for fifth. So we did just talk about how yesterday wasn't that great, but that women's long jump. Oh. How can we have this much talent in one event? I was saying on Twitter, I, I, don't, I can't remember an, ever having an event with this much depth on the women's side. No. I mean, maybe the men's middle distance runners back in the 80s, but we've got four people who are genuinely world-class medal medal possibilities Mm -hmm. and then we've got a couple more beneath that and there's six under 20s who've jumped 620 this year really oh my god what a stat (laughs) I mean you know all three of our girls going to Berlin could legitimately be on that podium we could have a one two three at the Europeans in the women's long jump Varna Spanovic may have something to say about that and and the German (laughs) Mogoro something who's also jumped over seven metres but um, you know it's not out of the question all it it takes is a bib or two dropping out of place and Spanovic will be out there as we've seen that before (laughs) a ponytail landing in the sand somewhere exactly (laughs) unlaced spike but yeah the women's (laughs) high jump for me that's the one I'm excited for Um, well it's Greg's last competition isn't it so, so it is. Greg's here Greg is his last competition in the Olympic Stadium where he mm-hmm. calls him his Olympic um, gold medal I don't think it really matters what he does at the Europeans even if he goes to the Europeans it's kind of irrelevant I, I always think like you've got absolutely nothing else to prove you know yeah, exactly. I, I don't always think like people say oh it's a bit sad to see people coming to an end or like I don't, I don't care he could jump 750 for the rest of the season for all I care he's Greg Rutherford he's a legend he's an absolutely everything he could possibly need to do mm-hmm. and I will be eternally you know um, grateful for everything he's done for British Athletics so but you never know in Berlin he might have another fluke <laughs> oh yes <laughs> it's amazing how many flukes that man had isn't it like, it's so unfair the way that he's portrayed remember how Mo Farah had his well, it was like a victory tour. It mm. was like a year of saying and goodbye to Mo No, exactly. I mean, for, for me, like you said, this could be that for Greg Rutherford. I don't mind what he does. He's done it all. He's won the slam. He's won all four major champs. I mean, the world indoors is missing off that list, but he couldn't have had a better career. And I'm just looking forward to seeing him have fun in a world-class field. And he says today he's going to try and set another world record of who can have the most selfies taken. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants someone from the Guinness World Records to come down and have a look. So, we'll, so it might be a while for him to get to the mix zone to do an interview. We might still be here at midnight. Maybe we just don't bother with the interview, just get a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> just post that alongside the pod. Um, I think I'm looking forward to quite strangely the Millicent Fawcett Mile <laughs> which we're closing with today can we talk about that name I put on Twitter like why on earth is it called the Millicent Fawcett Mile was she known for her prowess at middle distance running <laughs> and I got some people saying oh well you know she was a great suffragette and it's 100 years of the vote all of which I know and agree with which is why there's a statue of her in the Parliament Square as there should be but she's got absolutely no connection that I can see to but also, you made the very good point. It should be the Diane Leather mile. Absolutely. Diane Leather was Absolutely. the first woman to run five minutes for the mile, which is a massive 
I mean, especially back then, because it was mm. something. Well, the women didn't do the mile. No. Women weren't allowed to. Women weren't allowed to run further than two hundred meters at the time. So, so like that, she is an absolute icon mm. of this sport, and she doesn't get anything like the notice no. she should. It would have mm. been really nice to have her named uh, in the Olympic Stadium. But she's still alive. Yeah, yeah, she could have come home and given out the medal. The medals yeah. would Imagine. be lovely. Those Millicent and Fawcett can't come, <laughs> unfortunately. But Millicent Fawcett would also be really proud, like you said, to see a female pioneer exactly. getting some recognition. She didn't do all of that so that she could be remembered. She did it so that women could receive suffrage and therefore greater liberties. So, yeah, let's celebrate that. And people always, you know, when I put that tweet up, people are going to get offended on her behalf as if I'm having a go at the great Millicent Fawcett. It was nothing to do with that. She just got no connection with the sport When whatsoever. this podcast starts getting political, that's when we know that things are going <laughs> There's no way that was a political statement. <laughs> but anyway, I'm looking forward to that because obviously Laura is going to be in it. I don't know what she's going to do. Hopefully something special. Just a quick point about when she won the U- the 800 at the trials mm. and ran the 800 in a very... Um, very on Laura way. Well, it was amazing to mm. see that kick from 300 amazing. was really important. Also, I think maybe she knows she's got to work on that change yeah. of pace for the 15. And often at 15, 300 where is, it, is where it all kicks off. So it's just really interesting to see her do that. Let's see if she can do the same kind of thing over the mile today. Quick thing, straw poll. Will Laura Muir break the British record in the mile today? Bayo. I don't know what the British record is. It's her. No, it's... Zola Bud. Zola Bud still. Still. Zola Bud break still. It? No, Laura's she got went really the 1500. Fast, didn't she? And she, she won the mile in Oslo that time, yeah. So Laura's run like what, 18, 18 17 or something, something like, like that. that. Uh, I see no reason why she shouldn't, but I don't. It's going to depend on sort of pacemakers and things, isn't it? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure she will. She's only run a tour three races this year. She doesn't seem like in the top form yet. So, so we mustn't forget how bloody amazing Zola Bud was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she really, really, really was at barefoot at 17, you know. Anyway, we'll soon find out. We need to get back into the stadium because there's some action going to start. We'll try and grab some interviews for you and then we'll have a little roundup at the end of the day. Hi, I'm Dina Asher-Smith and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys. Woo, okay, let's pause for a moment and get our breaths back. The last few hours have absolutely flown by. Jodie, what stood out to you? Well, it's so weird when you're in the stadium watching athletics and journalising at the same time because you tend to miss things or not concentrate concentrate on them wholly you don't have the split times you don't know exactly where people come so there was quite a few races today that it, at the time I was like yeah and then in retrospect what where'd that come from just from a um, domestic um, perspective the women's 400 meters we watched that race and I thought oh I mean, I didn't realise I didn't realise Annie was even in it. <laughs> I don't know why. And then, and then I looked, and the, the time started coming up. So Annie set a very good season's best, mm-hmm. and then Amy Alcott, that point eight personal yeah. best. Um, Amy, um, yeah, another personal best. And Larvey set a personal best. Wasn't happy at all because she was a fourth Briton, but she still set a personal best by point two eight. Really, everything going in the right direction for all of them. Four British women under 52 seconds. What we would have given for that last year when people were struggling to make qualifying it's times. It's weird, isn't it? It's all just come right at, mm. the, at the right time. And those kind of times, especially Annie's, that's the kind of time that could could definitely get a medal in, in Berlin. She got a medal last time. Do you yeah. think Alcock has just booked herself that third spot? 100%. She came third at the trials and she's beaten everybody now so yes she's 100 and deserves it and has she run herself into the relay as well because yeah. don't forget Ailey Doyle is knocking around well, she should definitely be in the relay she's our second fastest of the year now so we've got her we've got Anika we've got Ailey Zoe Clark I love her as the lead off leg in the 4x4 yeah, so do you think that's our quartet I would think so but it, 
there's still like you know it's with Lavia with as well. She came second. Lavia, of course. Yeah. And also, I'm thinking Beth Dobbin. Absolutely. Oh, wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> John, John Regis styling. <laughs> She's out there. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't on a world scale that 400 wasn't the greatest race, but it was made an impression on me. And um, the race that really took me by surprise was the men's 800. Um, what happened there? Got no idea. In all honesty, I'm in the mix zone. No one was even watching it because looking at the the, um, the lineup didn't look particularly exciting. Nigel Amos was on in there, but he ran really super super fast on um, on Friday night, didn't he? And I was just watching, and suddenly this guy is way ahead. Didn't really know who he was. No one took much notice. Um, and then again, the results started coming up. And we're like, what on earth? He just ran 42.05, I think it is, which is what the fifth fastest time of all time or something. It's faster than Nigel Amos ran on in Monaco on Monday night. And then, um, on Friday night, sorry. And then we had that whole um, swathe of British people afterwards running, running brilliantly. Guy Learmont clearly has run himself into the team now um, with a great, huge, big PB. Mm. Um, Rowled instead of PB, didn't he? Um, Jake Elliot, Whiteman. Jake Whiteman. Elliot Giles ran really fast and came like fourth Brit or something. Andrew. And Andrew ran really fast as well. But like was, was well out of it. It was a really, really great race, which, again, we didn't kind of notice at the time. So turning to turning back to selection, rather, clarification in the women's 400, the women's 800, which was just before that completely bonkers men's 800 metre race, there is a spanner in the work. There is another athletics cat amongst the pigeons because Lindsay Sharp has just gone sub two minutes. Well, she's the second not, time and 59.3 as well. Yeah, um, it's a really tricky one. Now, we were thinking, you know, Alex Bell was maybe in there. She's clearly not now, you know, because she, she had a horrible run here and she didn't um, qualify at trials. Um, I always think you need to stick with the person who does it on the day, and the day it was at the trials. But having said that, Lindsay has run so much faster now, it's hard to maybe justify Adele Tracy being chosen. But Adele ran really well at the World Cup last week. And the other thing that I think is really important is, yes, um, um, Lindsay's run a couple of fast times now, but they've been in races where they've been in fast-paced races where she hasn't won. She came third today. Yeah, I mean, it was a very good run. But last week was was a championship race. Um, and Adele ran it spectacularly, tactically very, very well and, and very strong as well. And I think that's really important going into a championship. It's not just being dragged to a fast time, but being able to run a tactical race. That is true, but Lindsay's almost a second faster. So. I don't know if something selectors might consider would be the fact that I think Adele might have now headed out to altitude training. So looking at timing, Adele's got another week to be getting in shape for Europeans to be making sure that everything's right, whereas Lindsay now wouldn't have much of a turnaround. Do you think that's a factor? Well, I, I don't know about that, but I, I just wonder why Adele has gone um, warm weather training if she wasn't quite sure she'd got that place. So mm. it might just be totally made up in my head. But I kind of got the feeling there was some kind of deal done last week <laughs> run the world yeah. cup or come top three in the world cup because the way she ran that race as yeah, well totally. was very um very aggressive mm. it wasn't very quick for her but it was very aggressive run and mm. it was the way she she went out there she it's like she had something like there was something on the line yeah. it Point felt to, to me and mm. she if she didn't think she had that third place she would have been here t- today surely um, let's talk about and i know we've got to stop talking about this but we can't help it can we just talk about Dean in the 200. Now, she didn't win. I think she only came fourth, didn't mm. she? Time was pretty decent. Um, 27, I think it was. It was a fast, uh, her season's best, only very, very slightly. She got soundly beaten by like a couple of Americans, but most importantly of all, she beat Daphne and well, she didn't just beat, beat Daphne. She, she broke her. Broke her, yeah. Coming down the, um, the finishing straight, um, Daphne went ahead and you could just see um, diff- um, you could just see Dina was thinking no, 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 no and so she went ahead and they had this really amazing battle mm. but when it comes down to it this year is all about the Europeans and at the moment it really looks like Dina is definitely the one to beat in the 100 and now it looks like she's 
probably the one to beat the 200 as well. What's great about it is it's, yes, she looks like the favourite, but there's, like, there's Daphne, there's Kambunji, who's run really fast. Um, you've got Yvette Lalova um, in the 200. You've got um, Janelle Samuels in the 200. You've also got all the other British girls in the 200. It's going to be a really good competition, which is not, not shooing, which is what we like to see. We don't like to see great competitions. I know that everything we talk about at the moment is geared towards Europeans, but good to see Tarlu still running really well. And goodness me, Jennifer Prandini. Mm, I remember having yeah. a look, and her 60-metre personal best isn't actually anything to write home about, but that woman's start is electric. I'd like to see what happens next year when we finally get something you know, global going on again and we can see what Prandini will do. It's always that weird year, isn't it, where we've got something to aim for, the Europeans or Commonwealth, and mm. the rest of the, year, the rest of the world haven't. And it can be one of those years where an event either catches fire like the um, javelin has this year or the long jump has this year or sometimes an event is a kind of a transition phase which I think a lot of the um, sprint events seem to be this year certainly the men's hundred is all over the Mm -hmm. place the women's hundred Tulu is running like she's the world number one but she's not wildly the world number one the women's 200 is a mess to be honest in the best possible way this just means there's lots of competition and it does mean it's exciting for next year because we're not going into championships with like dead cert favourites like we have for quite a few years now when we weren't missing races because we weren't expecting them to be great and then they absolutely were as was the case with the men's 800 meters we were in the mix zone and to pinch your verb this is the first time i can say that i've done it we were all journalizing chatting away to some really really exciting names and i think it was really interesting actually with that european narrative hanging overhead deciding who we wanted to talk to Mm. and where the stories were and there were some interesting ones so should we hand over to the athletes let's see what they've got to say for themselves hi this is tony minicello and you're listening to the back straight boys <laughs> perfect now Morgan I know you're not going to be overly happy with today's performance because <laughs> you never are unless you set a PB but you must be happy with how the season's going yeah I'm really happy with how the season's going um, obviously yeah 197 at the British Trials was an uh, amazing day um, and I, yeah I feel really confident in my jumping this year and it's Coming off these competitions, coming third in the Diamond League and being upset and annoyed is completely different how I was the last few years. So, yeah, a bit of a sweet day, I guess. Um, do you see yourself wholly as a, as a high jumper now? Because you look like a high jumper. Yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, definitely a lot more comfortable in this environment. Um, I'm loving jumping this year. Um, I still don't want to give up my dream heptathlon. Um, I'm definitely going to stick with the high jump till 2020 um, and then see how it goes from there. For now, the high jump's going phenomenally and we really look forward to seeing you in Berlin, maybe over that 197, even higher. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Kat, two events this weekend, a huge season's best in the long jump and then the high jump today. How are you feeling at the end of two days of competition here? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot more positive about my season going forward. Um, it's been very, been a very long, tough um, time since the Commonwealth Games, so... This has given me a lot of positives to work with and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that with two more weeks I'll be ready for, to compete in the heptathlon. The last time we saw you really was on the floor after 800 in the Gold Coast looking like you were in so much pain. How's the rehab so, been? How are you feeling? So, so much pain. Um, yeah, no, it, it took more than I'd like. Um, I didn't think it was as serious as it was, but I'm glad that I was able to, to get back. And I, I am lucky to be here, I'm not going to lie. I'm lucky to be competing and healthy and, you know, attempting decent decent heights in the high jump and doing seasons best in the long jump. So, you know, I'm just happy that it's all come together and I'm able to compete in that tough one in Berlin. 
you've got yourself, you've got Morgan, we've got Nadine Visser in the hurdles. As a heptathlete, how important is it to mix it with the very best individual discipline athletes in the world? Yeah, I think it's 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 very it's vital really, I think, to come to events like this and just experience the stadium for a start and the crowds. Well, um, it's very different for me because that, that event that I've just done is very fast moving. It's very different to the heptathlon where I'm sort of out there for hours and um, I need to warm up again, but it's good to test myself against the best and I always like doing a cheeky single event in champs, so... <laughs> took my toe in it <laughs> and now turning your attention to Euros how are you feeling and how set are you on that triple this year um, yeah no it's going to be a hard task obviously I'm against the very very best in the world um, Anouk TM um, and Caroline Schaefer who's obviously got the home advantage being in Germany um, it's going to be a very tough challenge given the, my preparation and given um, everything even if I have perfect preparation it'll be a tough challenge but I'm, I'm quietly confident in my abilities and I just need to take away each event okay things are going well I just it's just been mental how things have all come together but yeah things are going well for me so nice seeing how well this moved to France suited you and seeing you smiling this year so all the best with the cat thank you very much I'm here with Maria Lesseskeni who's one again, and with her translator, Olga Nazarova. So I'd just like to ask Maria, um, she had a slip-up last week when she lost for the first time in a long time. Is it good to have that competition today? Because uh, usually she wins by a, long, by a long way. You mean how did she sleep after Rabat meeting? <laughs> was it this? No, what I meant to say was she did lose last week for the first yeah, time yeah, in a yeah, long, yeah. long time. Yes. Because we're used to seeing her win by a long way. Okay. Ну что ты в прошлой на прошлой неделе проиграла, а сейчас снова ты выиграла эти соревнования, и как ты это ощущаешь? Ну те же вопросы. Ничего нового я не ощущаю. Я рада, что сегодня был показан отличный результат. Есть силы и желание работать дальше и продолжать этот результат. О работе я забыла и до свидания. I forgot about Rabat. A long time ago, and uh, just continuing my uh, uh, job. I just jumping, getting pleasure, and continuing my season. But it must be nice to have some real competition over two meters with someone else jumping 202 today. Да, наверное, хорошо, когда еще кроме тебя кто-то прыгнул два и два Yes, it's it's uh, super. It's uh, formidable. Yeah, this is uh, helping me to jump higher and higher. I'm here with the well, new new to the backstroke boys and new to British athletics, Tim Duckworth. We've been watching your results from America, from afar, and some really spectacular results. And then we hear that you're actually competing for Great Britain, so that makes us very happy. Um, in the in the decathlon, which is an event which we have a great history in, but we haven't had anyone for quite a, quite a long time. So you've done eight thousand over eight thousand three hundred this year. Yeah. And you've been concentrating on the long jump, but it, the Europeans will be doing the decathlon? Yeah, so I actually haven't been concentrating on the long jump. It's just something that I'm really good at, and it just like comes together, but it's not what I've been concentrating on. I'm concentrating on the decathlon, and yeah, that's the main goal at Europeans, is to see if I can come up and get a medal, depending on if my, my little niggles kind of get out of my body. Because the thing is, when well, you're still very young, and every time you set you set to do a decathlon, you, you're getting better. You're setting PBs. So I think you you were ranked fifth. I think maybe you've had the German Championship since then. So, but you're quite high up in the rankings. Do you think a medal is a possibility? Yeah, it's possible. But for right now, my goal would be to come top five. And I mean, if I'm top five, who knows? You sometimes nab up in there to get a medal. And just quickly, just tell us a little bit about your background because you you're born and raised in America, but both your parents are British. Is that right? Yeah. So. Both my parents are British and all of my family is. It just so happened that I was born in the States. Okay. 
But you always, your plan was to comp compete for Great Britain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more of a prideful thing. Like, I could compete for the U.S., but when your whole family is from the U.K., it was a lot of pride to go and compete for them. Well, listen, we're very grateful that you've decided to compete for us, and we look forward to seeing you for many years in the future. We'll see you in Berlin. Sounds good. Thank you. I'm here with the all-time great Sandra Perkovich. Um, you've won again. We're yeah. very used to seeing you winning. How do you stay motivated when you win so, so much? Uh, this is my favorite stadium, and every time I step on this stadium, I feel amazing. And yeah, I'm a little bit tired because I'm preparing for the European Championship. But every time I, I step in the stadium, I just want to be the best and give my best. And today I threw 67, 24, which is so far, but I'm not saying that because I always want to throw over 70 meters. But stay motivated. Uh, I can't describe the feeling, the, how I feel when I when I won, and when I see the crowd is like uh, with me and every my attempt, and it just makes me happy, and it just makes sense of my life. <laughs> That's really nice yeah, to hear. See, every year you're so dominant in the discus, and as fans, we love you. We love the, we love all the events. Do you feel like the, the, the field events, and especially the throws, don't get enough attention, and you don't get enough attention for all you've achieved? And, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Usually, before me, before like five, six years, there every competition was every every another winner, so nobody knows who is like the main in the discus, who is the main in other events. But I think in past like six, seven years, uh, the people is every year more and more like into the field events, and I think the technical events are more like not serious. It's like more. It uh, takes so much power to stay on a top because uh, you get injured and everything. Uh, but uh, I think every year is better and better. And I just want to talk about you about your Instagram and how glamorous you are on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think I, I, I brought it on Instagram. The girl should be classy and fabulous. And I, th I don't think that uh, the only discussion and all the trolls need to look like men's because we are still a woman. We are competing and everything. And uh, can you re imagine the picture of the disco story before 20 years? And imagine now all the girls have like hair done and everything. And I think I manage a new era of disco stories, all the stories at all. So I think uh, a girl needs to enjoy in the life and there is a life after athletics. Thank you very much for talking to us. And you're always classy and glamorous. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sorry, there's laying down a marker and then there's what you've just done to this poor mix zone, hopefully. <laughs> feeling a bit better how do you feel after that yeah I feel great it's first time running 144 um, I knew I could do it it's been a bit of a, a rough sort of season with, with injuries and throughout the Commonwealth I just wasn't fit due to my ankle injuries and stuff so it's taken a while to get going but I knew I was in shape and I knew I just had to attack it I couldn't hang at the back and uh, and get dragged around by anyone I had to get out hard and, and hang on for as long as possible and uh, that was attacked today and it's, it's paid off you tweeted on Friday night, you predicted a 149 for Casta Semenya, which <laughs> didn't quite come true, but you also predicted that if you had the right race, you could run a personal best. Where does that confidence come from? Is that just training split? Yeah, I, I've always believed in myself, and I train so hard, and usually the racing, I'm not going to say it's easy, the, the racing's easier because of the, the amount of effort I put in in training. You know, sometimes I actually overtrain, but um, I just believe in myself, and I always have done, and I get confidence with the sessions that I do with my coach and the consistency when I have consistency in training. I, uh, I just try to bring that into my races and um, I'm just going to go from strength to strength now. Hopefully a confidence that UK Athletics selectors can show in you tomorrow. What are you expecting to hear? I couldn't have done any more. Simple as that. I mean, I got third at the trials and I was on about 80% fit there. Three weeks later, I've run 144. So what more can I do? You know, I'm heading in the right direction. So... We'll wait and see. How much more is there to come this season? I want to go 143. 
my coach said that at the start of the year he wants me to run 143 so and get close to Tom McKean's Scottish record so this is a big step in the right direction and uh, hopefully if I can get to the Europeans and, and run well there and then after that we'll get chasing some times again and try and break break the 144 barrier now and last but not least I've heard so many rumours what is the gorilla about? <laughs> the gorilla is kind of kind of the the group we have back home if it started off with my brothers and then our our friend friendship group we just called ourselves the gorilla gang for a joke and we've all got the same tattoo um it's been copyrighted and it's now on caps now so uh everyone just associates me with the gorilla now and um we're just rolling with it you know it's my favorite animal as well so yeah it's got a load of different meanings but it, it started off with me and my friends when we were younger and when i started running i just wanted to literally run with it and see what happened and now everyone always just sends me gorilla emojis on instagram and stuff so it's, it's hilarious but i absolutely love it well i'm really sorry but there was certainly no monkeying around today <laughs> jake what's that now two pbs in 72 hours how are the legs oh they weren't as bad then as i thought they were going to be but they're going to be ruined tomorrow so can't wait to wake up feeling that but totally worth it tell me about that run how did it feel uh so quick like coming off the 15 and 8 always feels like a bit of a slog but i felt good with the lap to go and i knew that my sort of 15 strength comes through so I was pretty confident I could stay strong in the last 200 and I knew it was going to be quick because the field was so strong and the stadium is so so good to run in so I'm glad I made the most opportunity. And I think it's within the next 24 hours so a big few days for you that we'll know about Europeans and yeah. who's on the plane to Berlin. Yeah. What are you in the mix for and what would you like to compete in? Uh, I definitely think 15 is probably my only option. The 800 is something I'd like to do as well but the timetable doesn't really allow it so 15 is definitely my event I'll concentrate on for Europeans. Best of luck. Thanks for speaking to us. Cheers. I don't know, the season's going pretty well but it's for you, but I suppose it's also going pretty well for a lot of other British athletes at the moment. Yeah, it's no, it's, isn't it? It's fantastic. Sprinting, is, it's been like this for years. People are, it's always on the up. My season, it's been, it's been, it's been good. Like, I'm in good shape. It's just today, I really was hoping to lay something down today and I just, it's like I just forgot to run the bend today and then I came off the bend and left too much work for myself. But no, I'm good. I'm in good place and I don't mind making mistakes on the circuit here I've never been one afraid to lose because when the t- time it gets to the championships I know I can compete and I'll do that when Euros comes well that's it I mean the Diamond Leagues that don't really matter in the big scheme of things the, the Europeans is what matters and we've got a really really good strong team going into that um, Europeans um, and you're in pretty good shape for it unfortunately Guliev is like the world champion and he's running really well isn't he which um, what are you going to do about that oh he's the favourite he's the favourite and uh, yeah I didn't get to race Guliev last year which was uh, annoying because every season before that we've we've uh, had good head-to-heads, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's one guy, there's a whole field of people. The Spanish guy, Bruno, has run really fast as well. Obviously, Nefanil running well, myself. It's, it's going to be a big tear-up. It's going to be a big tear-up, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but let's quickly talk about the relay. I mean, I can't imagine from last year that we thought the relay team could be any stronger than it was, and yet now we've got Zander as well. You know, it's, exactly. it's great we've got that, you know, Danny drops out, we've got such a great replacement for his place. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm after, I think... Out of the guys we've got, I'm probably the only one that could run the bend. Like the the guys, Lefinu loves the straight and Zarnell loves the straight as well. So it's it was on me to sort of fill in for that. Danny was running bends unbelievably last year, but we got such great depth as well. Reese, not unfortunately, not in the relay team this year. Chose to focus on his individual event, but if he comes in eventually in the years to come, the depth is just crazy. So it's uh, everyone's fighting for places, and we know we can go a lot faster because we were very safe today. We we came into it just let's get the baton around, let's enjoy the crowd, let's put on a good show. And we know by the time Europeans comes, it's a massively fast track, so we can really, we can really fly. Well, we'll be there cheering you on, so best of luck. See you in Berlin. Hi, I'm Morgan Lake, and you're listening to the Backstroke Boys. We've discussed how completely bizarrely named today's Blue Ribbon event <laughs> was. What did you think of the Millicent Force at Mile in the end? <laughs>
It's a very odd race, really. It was like people didn't really seem to get stuck in, and yet at the same time, the times were really, really mm. good from almost everybody. Sifan Hassan was the third best of all time. She looked phenomenal and much better than she has done um, over 1,500 the other day when Laura beat her, and even over 5,000, which I know isn't her event, and I know she ran super fast, but Helena Beery thrashed her in the last 200. Um, so that turn of pace is something we haven't seen from her this year. Laura didn't look great, but the time was decent. It was, I mean, it was 4.19. But, I mean, behind her, we had some really good times from the, from the British ladies. Laura Whiteman set a PB. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah McDonald ran 4.20.8. Phenomenal time. Um, so, overall, it was a very good standard of race. Laura, going, looking towards Berlin... Looked a bit worried. She looked heavy. She looked tired. She looked tired. She didn't get stuck in. Usually, like you can always be sure that Laura's going to be up there, like forcing the pace, and like, and yeah. she just didn't. She was never more than like fourth, fifth in the entire race, was she? I don't know if this, the numbers will add up at all with this, but actually, that was the way that Brenda Martinez, who was pacemaking, took that out, was really hard and really fast, and I think Laura looked shocked at how quickly that race was well, taken they went out. Through fifteen hundred, which obviously it was, and at, it was three to fifty-seven. And Laura was four minutes. So Laura's run 58 this year already, hasn't mm. she? Um, she just never, she didn't look in it. But do you know what? She's got three weeks to go to the championships. Yeah. Maybe she needs, there's some, some things she needs to work on. She hasn't had a spectacular season so far this year. I don't know why that would be. But listen, it's all about in three weeks' time. That's the main thing that, happened, main thing that counts. At which point she will be up against Sifan Hassan, who had that blistering run. And we managed to nab both of them in the mix zone. So let's hear from our middle distance superstars journalizing <laughs> you always give it a hundred percent but bloody hell that one looks tough how did it feel it was pretty hard yeah i think i just um went into the red zone a bit early and um yeah i still had a bit of the race to go which which took out the legs a bit but um yeah i, I gave it the best i could like i always do and it just wasn't quite in the legs there today but um, i know i'm in a good place in training so yeah it definitely was in the legs in Birmingham with that 800 metres. I've never seen such a gear change. Reflecting on that now, a couple of weeks on, happy with that performance? Yeah, definitely. I was, I was really nervous going into it because I've not raced 800 championship event for, for a long, long time. Um, probably about four and a half years. So um, I've, I'm used to this, yeah, kind of following the rabbit in Diamond League races. So to do a championship 800 was really fun for me. Um, and it was great to kind of try out different tactics and see how I could race it. So to come away with the win, I was really happy. You're being asked about yourself um, and I'm sure about Zola Bard an awful lot today, but I'd like to ask you about Gemma Riki. I've been following her progress and she's so, so exciting for the future. How far do you think she's going to go? Oh, definitely, yeah. She's um, trained so hard in training. You know, I, I see her most days of the week and uh, yeah, I know how hard she works. So, you know, she's a great talent. And uh, I think I'm mindful not to put, you know, expectations too high too early. You know, she's still very, very young, but certainly, you know, she's following my footsteps. And um, I'm not sure what time she ran today. She was trying to get the 500 metre split. Uh, to try and get the qualifying for Berlin, so I'm not sure if she got that or not. But if she had, then hopefully she'll be heading to Berlin, which is really exciting to have, you know, a, a teammate, you know, well, a training mate on the team and, and in the same event as well. It'll be really exciting. Sifan, everyone here was talking about Laura Muir leading into this race. She's a home favourite. She was targeting a record, and then you went and produced that 4:17 run. How do you feel off the back of that? I mean, obviously knackered, but how was your race? Um, my race is amazing, and Laura is also a fantastic runner. It's her uh, home crowd, and so this is uh, that's why all uh, she's uh, British, uh, uh, big famous. <laughs> that's why they talk about her. And even I, I didn't run this this uh, so much race this year, and uh, so people doesn't know where I am. Last week I just uh, ran amazing 5,000 meter. 
and a really tactically savvy race from yourself, really clever. You've got that strength in you from the longer distances, and we saw that towards the end. Was it always the plan to wait your time and then push on in the end? No, actually my plan was to go the last 800 metres, but when I was uh, uh, warm up, it started, I was like, I don't feel good. I feel like horrible. I, I told myself, oh, you, are, you are just... Uh, too fantasy about yourself and you don't have a speed yet uh, just started so when I started I was like yeah I just go back and run as much as I can and yeah and I feel the last uh, 800 I feel like oh I don't I didn't tire I say no now you have to go you feel it okay so don't wait until 200 meters because I have uh, uh, endurance speed so you have to go go hard <laughs> go like as hard as much I can. It's pretty hard to believe, seeing as you're now the third fastest miler of all time. Let's quickly look ahead before I let you escape to Berlin. Uh, what are you hoping to compete in in the Europeans? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna run a 5,000 meter probably. It's it's just amazing. I seriously I don't have that speed and I didn't know I'm gonna run so fast. If I know in the last 100 meter I saw on the screen, I just slowed down. It's like I'm gonna win. If I know I will kill myself, I'm going to run under 40-40. But it's like, it's giving me something that if I work harder, I'm going to improve much better. You've achieved an awful lot already, but I'm glad to know you've got some more confidence for what's to come. Thank you very much and best of luck in Berlin. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Asha Phillip and you're listening to The Backstreet Boys. What did you think of the meet as a whole? I think there's a number of issues. There was just a big sigh from all of us there, wasn't there? <laughs> when, you, when you think about it and you look at some of the events, like the women's high jump, 204, world lead. The men's long jump wasn't the world lead, but it was 250, 858. 858. I mean, really, really good. The same in the men's pole vault yesterday. There's been some really good um, competitions, but it's spread out very thinly over two days. So it doesn't feel exciting. Well, it's not one great performance after another, after another, after another, is it? It's a great performance and then another 20 minutes of people doing some heats in the hurdles or something. There's lots of really... Irritating bits, you know, like having heats in the hundreds and the hurdles, and you end up with a final that isn't even as good a quality as ones we've had at previous time in um, leagues when you didn't even have the heats. So they just seem totally pointless. There's lots of people stuffed in there who didn't need to be in there. Random people get lanes as well. I don't, I don't know, but it, 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 I don't know why it's spread over two days. And if it's going to be spread over two days, it needs to be of higher quality. I'm Andy Butcher, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys talking about Monaco and how amazing it was. We keep <laughs> saying this, like each. Meeting Diamond League, one after another, after another, after another, becomes like the best one of the year. I'm still think Doha was the best one, but like it's this the level of competition this year, the level of amazing performances this year in Diamond Leagues is something Stella. I do not remember ever. Mm. I mean, this is amongst my favourite all-time athletics years. You know, we haven't even had the major championship yet. Yeah, um, in Monaco, it was. It was so difficult to pick out events because I mean, we're going to probably talk about some now and forget it's one of the most spectacular ones because there was just too many. I mean, the, the women's 400 metres was a brilliant, oh. not just a brilliant race, but I know we say this every week, but oh, Sean A. Miller. Everything about her, her hair, her shorts, her stride length, her start, the middle part of her race, the end part of her race, the way that she acts afterwards, she's so gracious and so humble. That woman, we are 
People who work in PR around athletics are crying out for the next Usain Bolt. We talk about it all the time. They talk about it all the time. They're looking in the wrong place if totally. they're looking at the men's ones and 200s, although I do like Noah Lyles, and we'll come back to him in a moment. Sean Miller is the real deal, yeah. and we are seeing fireworks from her, so goodness knows how we're even going to encapsulate what it is that she is going to go on and achieve in her career. Yeah, yeah. totally, and it's like you're so right what you say about um, constantly. We hear it all the time. I heard it today, like when the, the mm. Jamaican guy won the 200 metres, and we got told, oh, people are comparing to Usain Bolt. Shut up about Usain Bolt, you know. He was a once-in-a-lifetime. Um, the, the new Usain Bolt is not going to be a male sprinter, and no. it shouldn't be. Why are you looking? We've got all these events, 40 events to be looking mm. for. Why are you concentrating on this one area? It's absolutely infuriating. And why does it need to be one person? Yes, and why does it have to be a man? Mm. But the, what's brilliant also about Shauna in the 400 is the competition, yeah. because NASA is, like, she's, mm. old, she's so young. <laughs> she, and, well, and she went 14 and over. Five something, or ridiculous. something ridiculous and but the way she runs she's very she's small but she's got really long stride mm, length she, she floats yeah she really does and even like um, the girl who won the American trials Wimbley didn't run great yesterday but she's won 49.5 yeah. as well so there's some talent there mm. that we've really hope can build up a lot of competition going forward so that was phenomenal um, Casta Semenya ran 154 and we're disappointed <laughs> <laughs> she needs to learn how to pay I mean she either needs a pacemaker although this year they've been dreadful some of them but she either needs a pacemaker or she needs to pace it a little bit better you can't go through in 55-4 and then hope to come back for a world record she needs to go mm. a bit, bit faster the so, men's 800 Nigel Amos who yeah. I thought we'd seen the best of to be honest you mm. know it's like he got a, a Olympic silver when he was like 17 or 18 didn't yes. he and he's been okay but then for the last few years he really hasn't been mm. Mm-hmm. Great at all, um, just kind of out of nowhere. We didn't see that coming at all. Fantastic run, which run. very oddly got mm. then beaten again here today. Followed um, by a column of PBs, NRs. Oh. Every single person in that race produced something really special. And the men's fifteen hundred meters. Oh, men's yes. fifteen hundred meters was crazy. What are they feeding those Ingebrigtsen boys? <laughs> I didn't understand when I saw it when I saw the Ingebrigtsen like whichever Ingebrigtsen it was who came third I thought that's amazing mm. and then like the result came up and like baby Ingebrigtsen had gone and won 31 31 at the crazy. age of 18 yeah, and the only reason it's not like a world junior record is because there's some presumably some random Kenyan is it who I, probably 32 oh, year old Kenyan yeah he's the fastest European for the but juniors but the confidence he's got he's yeah. a very confident young man he has <laughs> got a 3-0 head to head against the Olympic champion <laughs> Matt, Matt Centrovitz who was here today has never beaten him and he's 18 he matched if it's one today as well so. <laughs> yeah I mean that was phenomenal um, the women's 5,000 I mean we I think we all didn't think that Helena Beery was in great mm. form this year she came out of nowhere and then her San ran 22 or something I think it was a new European record over 5,000 so as we heard that's what her San wants to focus on in Europe when she goes to Berlin she's running the 5,000 meters so really good to see her branching out and showing that she's not just a middle distance one trick pony everybody we've totally forgotten about the world record <laughs> what's the world record the chase. oh my god of course. that's my favorite event as well <laughs> now, i mean there was a lot of um skepticism shall we say on social media about mm. that world record and quite understandably the world record before was set by someone who's now being investigated for epo and the world record before that was set by set someone, by someone who's been some, yes yes so i can understand that but I, I, as I say all the time, you've got for me, you've got to do more than just perform phenomenally for me to start saying talking about drugs. Yeah. There's nothing else about her that shouts drug treats. I think that um, Bram Som is her coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very established person that we're all very familiar with, and I think would would be trust. So anyway, I'm taking notes. And the other thing I want to say is about the steeplechase. We've been saying for years when a Kenyan, Kenyan athlete woman, yeah. learns mm-hmm. how to hurdle, the times will go down. 
she's a very she's not a best hurdler, but she's a very competent hurdler. She makes room for the for the for the barriers. She doesn't stop and start. Um, so she doesn't go with knees first. There's she? a second every lap just by doing that, mm, probably yeah. more because there's four barriers a lap. So and the whilst the world record was like it was 52 before that was 58, wasn't it? But mm-hmm. they've never been a really good world record because when, when you consider how fast the actual 3,000 meter world yeah. record is, taking out you know the, the dodgy obviously dodgy Chinese, but like. The the time should, always should be down where it is now, like in the well, yeah, but forty foot. That that that's allowing what? So we say thirty seconds on, is, and is that enough differential? I don't I don't know what the differential should the be. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that like when it was fifty eight for a long time, we, we still think nine minutes is like a, a great world class time, isn't it? And now I think we're pushing it down and yeah, down. Yeah, I mean it's thirty four in the men's, isn't it? Seven twenty is the world record for the three thousand. And that's a crazy 54. world record, isn't it? So. Fifty four. But also I think we have to take into account the women's hurdles are very, very, very low. Relatively low, disproportionately low yeah. compared to the men. Speaking of the nine minute barrier, Courtney Freerich, yeah. oh. came so close to breaking it, and it's the first time she's ever beaten Emma Coburn. So it's perhaps a little changing of the guard. Yeah. Like it's, it's good Emma Coburn needs challenging they need to push one another on and that's exactly what they're doing so thrilled for her to have a national record as did Shelby Houlihan who is my absolute favourite um, because of her French bread Fridays have you seen this on I've got no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so Colleen Quigley who's also in the Bowerman she's another one of your favourites she is one of my favourites she has this thing called French braid Friday where she always wears her hair and plaits on a Friday oh, I and thought you said French bread oh, Friday I did, oh. I did. <laughs> So Colleen always has her hair in plaits on a Friday and gets all these young, little, aspiring athletes to send in photos of theirs and she reposts them and it's really sweet. And Shelby is apparently a huge personality and she takes the mickey out of this by starting her own rival hashtag, which is French Bread Friday. Oh, that's more down so my So every Friday, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, all the carbs. So Shelby Houlihan is always strutting around with a baguette whenever you see her on social media on a Friday and there's this joke saying whatever she's doing with those baguettes, it is working because... Goodness me, 1434 mm. she ran to shatter the US national record in that distance. So, it, you know, there are Europeans coming up. It's an off season for the Americans, but that hasn't stopped them performing, and it's really exciting to see. What else? Oh, the men's shot put. Oh, Seven wow. people over 20, mm-hmm. something, 21. something ridiculous. I mean, that's that's an event that's been on fire this year as well. That's, I love this year because there's so many events. You know, no one's talking about the men's 100 because it's boring. Mm. You know? um, but we're talking about the men's shot put and the um, men's javelin and like, all these events that don't usually get a lot of talk, a lot of um, attention. And they're way more interesting than the boring men's sprints at the moment, aren't they? Also, Carsten Borholm, yeah. with yes. the absence of Samba because he's finished second to him in every Diamond League so far. No, that, was that was in here, but I just want <laughs> <laughs> so much good athletics. This is the problem, IAAF. Please schedule things better. Yeah, um, really poor. But so, you know, he's back at the track where he became world champion and he set a new national record. Samba ran like 44 62 um, himself on the flat, which is a huge new personal well, you'd best. you have to if you're going to run 47 for the four hurdles. Really. <laughs> Very true. So, amazing performances just all over the shop. We've probably missed loads. We've oh, we probably certainly have, but we've been talking way too long anyway. It has been a really great few weeks of athletics. Yes. Like mm. It's been non-stop with the juniors and the under-18s and the, the World Cup and the Diamond League. It's been a re- it's almost a bit too much to <laughs> cram into one thing, totally. but it's been brilliant. We've loved it all. And next stop is Berlin. It is, but, Bayo, we've saved one interview till last. Who was it that you managed to catch at the end of the festivities? Our very good friend and all-time great of British athletics, uh, Mr Greg Weatherford. Who's long fluky streak has finally <laughs> finally come to an end. It must be fantastic to be able to do that here at, um, at the Olympic Stadium, like the home of your, your greatest ever triumph. Ab- absolutely, yeah. It was lovely coming out. And I'll be honest, 
I warmed up like had a had a semi decent warm up, but I was thinking, oh, I feel a bit a bit rough. Ran on that runway, I was like, well, I don't feel very good. Right, I'm just going to wave to everybody as much as possible and just try and enjoy it. And I really did actually. And do you know what? What I, I probably enjoyed more than anything else is the fact that I got to watch the other guys jump. I was cheering them all on, having a nice time. The crowd were getting behind it. I was making sure the crowd were clapping if they weren't at any point. And it was nice to be a bit of a cheerleader in that way, actually. Like, I, I, I had a fantastic day today. It was a lovely way to go out. And you are leaving the sport in kind of good health, the long jump, aren't you? It's kind of um, at heights we haven't seen for a long time. Oh, incredible, yeah, with, with Luvo Echeverria in particular. And actually Rushwell now as well. I think, I think he's sort of sneaking under the radar slightly. South Africa have got some incredible athletes coming through. And I think it's going to be a very exciting event for the next few years. And, and I mean, look, Echeverria is 19. I think he's the guy to break the world record. But I think the other thing is having someone like Luvo there who will also be close to that, it's going to be amazing to see. We need the old guard, that old sort of... They're old jumpers from the 90s. They need to be long forgotten, I think, by now. Um, I think it's about right that they're forgotten for multiple reasons. Um, so this is the, the new breed, and this is the, these are the guys that I hope can do that. Well, you've obviously inspired them. I remember back in 2006, I mean, you were a great junior. You had a silver medal at the Europeans in 2006, and then you had lots of injury, and we never really were sure whether you were going to come back from that. Did you ever, at that point, think you were going to like, achieve as much as you had, which is basically everything? No. And, and do you know what? I think if 10 years ago you would have said that I would have had the career that I've had now, I wouldn't have believed you. Because if we look at it, 10 years ago, I went to an Olympic Games, finished 10th, had injuries all in the build-up to that, and, and thought, do you know what? It's just never going to happen for me. Then you roll on the clock four years from that point, I'm winning an Olympic title, then I'm winning everything else after that. I mean, it, it's been a fantastic career. And, and the more I think about it, it's been a brilliant career. It's, it's been something that not many ever managed to do. And actually to win two, gold, oh, sorry, two Olympic medals sorry, within my event at an Olympics is rare. Not many people actually managed to do that. I mean, you ignore a certain American from a few years ago. We should ignore him anyway. Um, apart from that, it's, it doesn't really happen very often. So I am incredibly proud that I managed to do it. And the thing was, again, I look at 2016. That was the last time I was competitive. And even then, the, I had the, obviously the groin injury leading into it, and, and I still managed to up my game to beat enough people to win a medal. I'm chuffed to bits with the career I've had. Can I just say, if you're speaking to all the journalists here, all people who, you know, they report on the sport and that, but for, first and foremost, we're, we're fans, as you know. We've, we're obsessed with this sport, always have been. And I just wanted to say such a huge, huge thank you to you. Just for everything, you've given us so much to cheer about over the years, time and time and time and time again. You know, we could always rely on you, and I just want to say a big, big thank you. So, all the best. Thank you. I really appreciate it. going to make me emotional again. So, um, no, I, I genuinely appreciate it. And, and again, there's always been, well, generally there's always been nice things written and said about me, which I, I do appreciate as well, because I think it's important. So, thank you ever so much for all your support over the years, and hopefully I can do something for a couple of, couple of months at least, and then, yeah, wave. This is CJ Udra and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. I don't know if you heard that, but I got a bit of mosh. <laughs> I did, because I was, I was thanking him. Like I said, thank you, because we're fans of the sport. And yeah. you, you know, you speak to all these journalists who, you know, they, they cover the sport. They don't necessarily love it like we do. And I look back and think of all the huge pleasure that you've given us you know time and time and time it's again true. and it's true like with Mo kind of semi-retired and Jess gone and Greg Christine's got, just Christine's retired. just retired exactly there's a whole new guard coming through and, and it's in really really good shape with athletics oh, at the yeah, moment yes. you know but we did rely on these big big names for a long time and the fact they've gone but they're not sort of forgotten it's like just because they're gone it doesn't mean that we're ever gonna we're always going to be grateful you know because every time that a British person does really well that gives us something to chew about. I don't think they understand a lot of the time the amount of pleasure they give us, you know. Um, and also, just with Greg, such a nice guy. Oh, has such a nice guy. 
every single time he's ever done anything, he's always stopped to talk to us. He's had fun. He's done interviews with us whenever you ask him to, which a lot of athletes don't. He really has taken the time with the fans, with us lot, and it's very much appreciated. And I think, like he was saying, not, in, not when he spoke to me, but I overheard him saying to something else, he doesn't have to be diplomatic anymore. He doesn't have to worry what the press say. As you will have noticed in that interview, there's a few digs at a certain... <laughs> no, no names are mentioned, but I think we, all, we think we all know who he was talking about, don't we? Um, but, you know, the long jump is in spectacular shape now. You know, he's done absolutely everything he could possibly have wished to do in the sport, as he says. And, you know, and genuinely, as I was talking to him, I got, I got a bit like... <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it and for now it's been a phenomenal few weeks of athletics we've got a little really break has. and then mm. we'll be off to Berlin which I haven't been to Berlin since the 2009 World Championships because all my holidays revolve around going to athletics meetings I have we won't go into a weapon there <laughs> <laughs> okay in a minute I'm going to hit mute on this thing and you're going to fill me in <laughs> nothing like as bad as it has I made it sound um, but yeah so we're, we're, we're roll on Berlin we'll probably do a little preview beforehand which we'll Absolutely. have out before we, before we get to Berlin but um, we'll see you in a few weeks it's been lovely don't forget to please rate, review on iTunes or whichever podcast platform you use I'm Jodie I'm Bayo. I'm Claire. And you can find us at BackstraightB on Twitter. Said Bayo doing a hashtag sign with his fingers. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'm at Claire underscore G Thomas. Please get in touch with any thoughts or suggestions. We honestly do love hearing from you. Yeah. See you in a few weeks. Bye. Bye.